Dr. Randy Tobler. Doc, thanks so much for your time today. How are you? You just made my day, Tony. <laughs> you just made my day. Playing playing Dean Martin. Now, the only thing you need to do is uh, add a little Sinatra. I mean, yeah. come fly with me. Mm-hmm. I've got you under my skin. The way you look tonight. I mean, that, those were the days when men were men in black tuxes and women wore beautiful, elegant dresses and romance was in the air. Almost Almost as good as Taylor and yeah. Taylor and <laughs> not Travis quite, but almost. <laughs> you want to you want to have you want to go down the the rabbit hole on YouTube one day of just pulling up old Rat Pack clips of yep. Dean and Frank and Sammy and you know guys like Tony Bennett and that whole group just uh, not their performances like their appearances on the Tonight Show. It's just great. It's just great, great yep. stuff. There's a really famous. Uh, Rat Pack show that happened uh, down here at the Chase Park Plaza uh, in uh, like 1960 that you can find the whole performance on on YouTube yeah. and it's really really good stuff. Uh, yeah, Doc, yeah, uh, so much. A perfect day to talk to you because you had a big show this past weekend here uh, on your Saturday show here on News Talk STL and I know you guys are talking about this uh, every day there on the morning show in Columbia. You had Cindy O'Laughlin on with you this past week, Nick Schroer also. So you've, you've been right in the middle of this conversation about what's happening in Jeff City. We just had Justin Sparks on with us about 20 minutes ago, so got the latest from him. Uh, how are you feeling about what is happening in Jeff City? I I was I'm I'm optimistically uh, I, I'm I, I was surprised in a good way that um, there was more communication and more progress than I thought there would be this week after what we saw last week. So for once, I'm pleasantly surprised. How are you feeling about the whole thing right now? I I think that the politicians on both sides are hearing that they better get together and get something done. That yes, it's a political year. I think everyone's expectations out here in voter land hmm. are, you know, maybe a little tempered because of that. We realize when it's a political year, people aren't going to maybe go out as on as much a ledge as they made other. But um, I, I don't know. I just feel as though there's at least they're talking. At least the bills are in committee. At least you know things are happening. So it's good. It's I still think it's hilarious the way. The Freedom Caucus is taking, well, if it weren't for our pressure, he wouldn't have released the bills. And they're saying, well, no, we had a deal. We released the bills. You do the gubernatorial appointments. How come you didn't do that? And that's okay. They can have their little spit and match. As long as they start talking, as long as they start reporting things out of committee, as long as things come to a floor vote, as long as something's getting done. Mm-hmm. But not too much. We don't want them meddling too much in our business. So that's interesting you say that because that's literally exactly what Justin Sparks just said, is that, you know, their pressure and this this approach is what is is getting movement on some of these issues that we haven't seen. I mean, we're talking about they're they're, they're pushing forward initiative petition, and that is something that has sat dormant for a couple of years, unbelievably to me, because it just seems like it. It's so common sense that that issue needs to be addressed. Uh, but uh, but you're 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 saying that maybe not. Uh, uh, maybe not quite. That's not quite the reason why we're seeing uh, this this movement this past week. Well, I I guess I I would like to see some recognition on either part when the other party does something that mm. is deemed desirable. Mm-hmm. So we had Caleb Rowden on the program yesterday in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
He said, look, I want to straighten something out. We had an agreement that if, if I certain just, just threw all the bills into committee, that the gubernatorial announce of things would be done. Because there's been accusations from the Freedom Caucus that the goalposts were moving. Goalposts were moving from the other side, from the leadership. Mm-hmm. I asked Caleb Rowden directly. I know Caleb Rowden. I know him to be a man of integrity, a deeply faithful man. I'm not saying other people aren't, but I mm-hmm. think we're hearing one side of the story. I said, what about your moving goalposts? Tell us about it. He says, well, um, not not the case. There's goalposts that have been moving. And he cited the gubernatorial appointments. There was a general agreement. He said that if you know we're going to put the things together, uh, all the committees uh, would get uh, all those, uh, the bills would go to committee, and they'd pass the gubernatorial appointments. Well, that didn't happen because suddenly it was Bill Igle, I understand, proposed that we only do half the slate of gubernatorial appointments. This is when our own and my good friend, Nick Schroer, who I, I'm, I'm very fond of Nick, I consider him a good friend. He told me on my program when I asked him, what is wrong with the gubernatorial appointments? Why, if you don't disagree with them, why are you using that? That's not right. That's not a principled move in my, in my, if you don't have a problem, because remember, if those gubernatorial appointments were not passed by a certain day, I think it's the end of this week, do you know those people would not be eligible to ever serve in the government again? Mm. That's my understanding. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. I can tell you, if you have any degree of trust in my integrity, I, I believe that people tell you the side of the truth they want you to hear to help advance oh. their argument. For sure. Uh, yeah, how yeah. do you trust your integrity to know that? I mean, we've, we we know that that's the case well, but, uh, with but so I'm many saying, things. And I believe that people on the Freedom Caucus have maybe not told... They've told the truth, but perhaps not the whole truth, or they haven't embellished it with, hey, you're holding... It, it angered me, frankly, when I heard that, you mean these good people, you can't tell me that every one of the gubernatorial appointments are bad people, and you're going to take away their chance to serve because you've got some argument about this bill or didn't get that seeing or reading or we're not moving quick? Really? So let me. I just that troubled me. Yeah, let me ask you this, Doc, because this has been my concern throughout this whole thing is... The voters' reaction. I think you and I talked about this this exact thing last week. I've brought it up with in multiple conversations. Uh, the the voters in Missouri. Where did they stand? Do they want to see uh, a group like the Freedom Caucus come in and hold, draw a line in the sand and say, "Look, we've we've given all we can give. We've negotiated enough. It's time to make progress on all of these these promises that we've made um, over the you know over the last couple of years." Um, or do people not want to see that type of of you know stopping of of the system, and would rather see people work together and negotiate more for the sake of progress? And Justin Sparks, who was just on with us, said that there was you know people showed up at the Capitol this week. That he's hearing from his constituents that, in his opinion, there is overwhelming support among Missouri voters for what the Missouri Freedom Caucus is doing. And I know you're going to say, well, of course he's going to say that. He's a member of the Freedom Caucus, and I agree with that completely. That's why I'm asking you, especially from the uh, uh, perspective of somebody in in mid-Missouri, in Columbia, do you feel like the voters are supportive more one way or the other, or are they just as divided as some of the politicians are? Look, I don't, I don't know. Um, it, when you say the voters of Missouri, that includes an awful large block of voters who are not 
dark red meat sure. conservatives, yeah. which I consider myself that. Mm-hmm. But you can't always get what you want when there are other people who have a seat at the table. And, you know, we do live in a representative type government. <laughs> and so do the, do the, do the, ex- do the extreme and highly principled and will accept nothing but the most, um, the most conservative IP bill, the most conservative property tax report, the most, do those voters support the freedom? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Those aren't the voters of Missouri. Those are the voters who represent, who, who are the constituents of the very good people uh, like Justin, like Nick, like Bill, very good people. But not everyone's there. And here's the other thing. I just had lunch with someone. Yeah, you and I both, we, we all know this, this person. I had, And there was a house rep there as well, a conservative house rep from Central Missouri. Mm-hmm. Just had a two-hour lunch. I'm not calling, I'm not here to pick sides. All I can tell you is, however it has developed, there is tremendous, tremendous resentment. I would even say animosity reported by the people who watch these things and at least one person who has a GOP on their sleeve about the tactics of slash and burn politics. I, I look, I, and I'm maybe that's the right thing to do. You stand on your principle, that's it. But, but let me ask you this. Let's use a concrete way to look at this, to analyze this yeah. pragmatically, mm-hmm. pragmatically. Do you think that the equivalent of the Freedom Caucus stance on abortion was what was happening in Kansas. Do you think the equivalent of the Freedom Caucus uh, 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 position on abortion is what was happening before the vote in Ohio? I would message, I would, I would, would propose that that's the case. There were some very fervent, zealous people who said, it's, it's all, no abortions, this is it, this is what we're going to have, that's the rule in Kansas and Ohio. How'd that work out for him? Yeah, no, you, you, I, I will say now you can kill a baby up to the up to the point of birth. I will say I've brought that exact issue up with Justin Sparks because I have that same concern that if you don't negotiate a little bit on that particular issue when we're talking specifically about abortion, that you do open up the opportunity for these ridiculous, these horrible, disgusting bills that have passed with limitless abortions. And to Justin's credit, at least on this show, he has said that he, while he is very strong pro-life, um, he's he's willing to to have that that discussion. I don't, I'm not saying that is it speaks for the entire Freedom Caucus, but I know that he, a member of the Freedom Caucus, has said that. Uh, on the show, and I and I agree with you uh, completely on that on that issue. Um, yeah. I I well, let's I, look at it. Let me go let me ahead. Throw another example, please. Okay, have you ever bought a house, Tony? <laughs> a few times. <laughs> okay, so so you bought a house. Thanks to the Walner Home Selling Team at Berkshire Hathaway, I bought a house. There you go. Oh, wow, man, was that a slip? I threw you a high hard, uh, uh, a hanging curve on that one. Okay, so you bought. You, we've all bought a house. And, and both the house buyer and the house seller want the same thing. We want, right? We want that house to be transferred, right? We want the same event to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, did you, have you ever, have you ever submitted a contract and said, by God, 
seller, I'm going to pay this for it, and I want you to do this and change that door and put paint on and change the roof, and that's my rules, and by God, that's what you're going to do. Have you ever done that, mm-hmm. Tony? No. It's a negotiation, and yet both parties want the same event to happen. So let me, let me ask I you this. this. You I- can't come in and draw a line in the sand and say, it's my way or the highway on the timeline I want. I just don't think that's an effective tactic, and what I'm hearing on the ground is, there's a group of people who are very fervent, very zealous, very principled, want everything, but they're alienating the people that actually want to help them get there. That's so, what I'm hearing, and I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't know how. I didn't mean to turn myself into the representative for the Missouri Freedom Caucus in this conversation because I am definitely uh, not meaning to to do that. But I will. Yeah, I. I right. I am, uh, but you have had this conversation probably even more with even more people than than I have. So I think it's really important to to have both of these things, uh, you know, to really get into these things. And uh, I, it's it's my understanding as a voter, you know, I am extremely frustrated and have been year after year with common sense, seemingly easy, like sports betting comes to mind. How did that not get across the finish line last year? Uh, the the IP, the initiative petition reform, how did that not get, get across the finish line last year? And if there's progress being made and we can get these things that just seem like common sense uh, across the line. And what, what Justin, I, when I asked Justin Sparks and, and Nick Schroer and others, you know, about the platform, According to them, their answers are it's just the Republican platform that we've always talked about. It doesn't come off in the conversations that I've had that it's some hard line, all, you know, pushing it further and further to, you know, the extreme right. It's just this what I'm what I, yeah, it's just what I like the, the same frustration that I have. The the amendment process in, in the state of Missouri is a mess and everybody knows that. Why do we not have any progress and maybe finally we're going to have some progress. And to me, maybe it's, it's maybe a good it's thing. A, but maybe it's a mess, Tony, unless in a future time there's because Republicans play a strong hand and the voters of Missouri become purple and we have a Democrat legislature. And then we wish that big Republican money could come in and amend the Constitution. I'm just giving you the other side. I know. That's, that's it's great. That's great. Simple. Yeah. No, I right? think I think it's, it's not that simple. I agree. It's sort of, a, it's the Harry Reid. It's the Harry Reid problem. Harry Reid. Yeah, we got the power. We're going to do oh fifty percent plus one, and we can get judicial appointments in. How'd that work out for the Democrats with the Supreme Court? It didn't work out well for them. And and it's just, I I think we need to take a step back and say, wait a minute. So there's 14, 13, 14, how many IP reform bills? All good people serving their constituency who want some kind of IP reform. Well, is it six counties and 2,000, you know, I mean, 56%? Is it 10 counties or whatever? That's where the sausage making comes in. And I just don't think it's an effective technique at the end of the day in the long run. And by the way, we have gotten things done. Think about it. I mean, the Republicans have done things, although it's been painful. Tax cuts? Not nearly as much as they should have, though, over the last few years. Not nearly as much, in my opinion. Just my personal opinion. And I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. Yeah, in Tony's opinion. But we got got Crystal Quaid. We got St. Louis. We got, you know, we got people. There's other people out there. And, And there's even Republicans that are in moderate areas. And when it comes to property tax reform... Just had a nice discussion about that. There's truly concern about, you know, do you realize we're sixth or seventh? I was told by a House of Representatives guy, a long-termer, just guys, he's been in the House for a long time, good guy, uh, several, you know, I mean, he hasn't permed out, but he's been there enough to know what's going on, and an an older gentleman. 
And he said, and I remind him, I said, let's our overall, our tax burden in Missouri is very low. It's, it's like our overall tax burden as measured objectively by some group that measures these things. We're six or seven from the bottom of the nation. So who's going to pay for our schools? Who's going to pay for the ambulance to pick you up? Who's going to pay for the police? You know, those districts that, that get taxes, you know, mm-hmm. property tax. Where's that money going to come from? Now, my answer was, well, let's cut down their expenses and, and, and cut the regulatory mess and all that. But I, I'm just trying to give you the other side of the story. When you talk to people that are reasonable people, these are not bad people. These are people that go to Boone, to, to, to Lincoln days, uh, you know, Boone County, St. Warrington, they go to... And there are people on the other side of the of the of the fence, and I I think they feel disrespected and insulted, as do the Freedom Caucus. And I just wish the two sides could get together. And I, by the way, I called both. I've called on Cindy O'Loughlin and Caleb. Why can't we get things done and, and before the, the the last week of the session? What in the hell's going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. And the explanation is because you can't force people to vote your way. You just can't. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. That's all. But yeah, yeah. The That's frustration all. is built up with the Republican supermajority and some of these things not getting done. And I think that that is what has spurred this. But, Doc, we're way out of time. But I think what's the most important right. thing, what I think what is the most important thing and why I think this is so important and I really appreciate and, and and love this conversation that we're having right now is because this is the these are the things that need to be publicly discussed. This is the information that needs to be out there. These are the discussions that need to be had, and I hope that they are having them just as honestly and hopefully productively behind closed doors in Jeff City as you and I are having right yes. now. Yes, yeah, and without without the name calling from yes. any yeah. side. Let's yeah. stop the name calling. Yeah, yep. amen to All that. Right. Amen to that. Great. Okay, there you go. Now, I've, there you go. I've carried the water for the other side. Yeah, Thank well, you, that Dr. was a, that was a great. That's a great. great that's a great conversation. Uh, and again, I, I think these are the most these are the most productive and positive conversations that we can have as long as it doesn't devolve, it, it descend, as you mentioned, right. into personal right. name calling and things like right. that. Uh, great stuff, as always. Of course, we'll be listening Saturday morning, Dr. Randy Tobler show every Saturday morning at six a. AM 6 to 9 here on News Talk STL and every morning on the Eagle in Columbia, Missouri. Doc, really appreciate your time as always. Great yeah, stuff really, today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, yeah me Thank too. You. Talk to you soon, Doc. Have a great day.